What's going on, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode, Super Bowl Sunday's episode of Outside the Arena with Mac and Griff. I'm Griffin Senek, joined by my co-host, Mac Rommel, and we are super pumped to bring you this episode, the last week of the NFL season. I can't believe we're saying that. It feels like yesterday, but this podcast has been really driven by uh, by the NFL and, and games and weekly mm-hmm. updates, so it's going to be a bit of a different content uh, from, you know, after the Super Bowl on. We're going to figure it out. We're going to get a lot of good stuff as baseball starts. We'll talk more basketball, have a lot more guests. We're going to get back to having guests on 100%, some great guests we have lined up in the future. So we're super excited. But today, obviously, it's the Super Bowl. But we are going to start with a little baseball because yesterday there was some breaking news in the MLB world. Trevor Bauer is going to sign with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Three years, $102 million. The first year the deal is for $40 million. The second is for $45 million. Uh, with opt-outs after each year and then the third is like 17 I don't know if he'll be there still but wow it was down to apparently the Dodgers and the Mets Uh, he was trolling all day on social media but I'll get into that in my little rant but Mac what do you think of this move obviously it's a huge huge move obviously the defending champs look to be the clear favorites to repeat again so what are your thoughts on the balance of power in the MLB and just on the move in general I think this is a great move by the Dodgers, and I'm actually surprised that uh, you're saying that kind of calmly that, about that. You were talking calmly about that move because I remember you were a little bit frustrated when you were talking to me about that. So I'm excited to see what you're going to have to say afterwards. But Bauer coming off of arguably his best season that he's had, and now he's getting signed to a major deal for three years. And as you said, $40 million his first year, 45 a second. And uh, these are two MLB highs for both these years. Uh depending on future free agents. But as of now, it is the highest contract in, or the highest paid contract in MLB history. Uh, the Dodgers, is a great signing considering they try to get Bryce Harper and then Garrett Cole. We're unable to get them the past few years. This year, they come out, take a swing, and get Trevor Bauer, adding talent onto an already greatly and highly talented roster. This is a great move for the Dodgers. And I know for you as a Mets fan, you're not happy. Yeah, um, yesterday was not a good day. Um, a lot of reasons. I mean, Marcelo Zuna also went back to the Braves on a four-year deal, so I wasn't too happy about that either. But the whole Bauer thing was just frustrating. I mean, you hear, you know, Bob Nightingale, that guy's an absolute clown, an idiot. Um, if he says something, it's the opposite is happening. That guy should not be – he should be on, you know, honestly on the streets. He shouldn't have a job. You know, he says a deal's done with the Mets. It seems like the Mets, it's escalating to the Mets. And then in the afternoon, you see stuff. On his store, you know, on his link tree, it starts saying like LFGM, you know, then it takes you to a signed Mets hat on his website. And then if you sign up for that, an email where it's like, I'm excited to pitch in New York, Mets merchandise there. And it's just like the troll job that this man just did was incredible. <laughs> and it's just honestly made me hate him. Um, you know, what a, what a douchebag. Um, look, I, I'm not going to sit here and now change my tune and say, oh, you know, he has a career four ERA. He's not that good. He was a good fit for what we needed. We needed that strong number two, and I think he would have been that. Um, obviously, the money, I, I would have said all along, would be outrageous and something that I probably would not want to pay. So in the long term, yes, I think it's going to allow them to focus more on guys like extending Conforto, extending Lindor. they got to get those deals done. But it is it is hurtful to hear, you know, we've lost now out on George Springer, on Trevor Bauer. I mean, these are our key guys that we're not able to get. It uh, shows you money, you know, you can have all the money that you want, but you can't necessarily buy everyone. Not everyone wants to come play for you. But in terms of the power of the MLB, I mean, you hear the Padres trying to conquer the Dodgers and 
that division is going to be really interesting. But I think the Dodgers are just the best team in baseball now. Uh, you mean, you look at that rotation, Walker Bueller, uh, Clayton Kershaw, and now Trevor Bauer, and you got Julio Urias, David Price in there. I mean, it's a ridiculous rotation. Um, you know, the lineup's basically the same. They've got Mookie Betts, Cody Bellinger, Corey Sear. Those guys are all superstars. Um, they're going to run into money issues. Uh, that's clear. Uh, they've got a lot of guys with a lot of high salaries on that team right now. Um, so we'll see what happens. I mean, maybe they won't be able to re-sign Corey Seager next off. We'll see. But, you know, big move for them. They're going to be, obviously, top team in the NL. Um, you know, I'm looking around in the NL right now. You got, you know, them. The uh, the Braves are uh, and the Padres are up there. Uh, Cardinals just traded for Arenado. We haven't really touched on that, I don't believe. So we'll briefly talk about that after. Um, Cardinals acquire Nolan Arenado. That's a huge move. Mets are, you know, in it. I still think they need a little more pitching, uh, maybe another bat or so. But, you know, we'll see what happens. is interesting. Um, I, frustrating day as a Mets fan, I'll say that, though. I mean, it, it definitely was not ideal. And the way it went about, I was not I was not too happy about the way in general that it was dealt with. So that's my take on that. But, uh, you know, just thinking of that, Nolan Arenado, the Cardinals superstar, you hear, you know, these weird things from the Rockies coming out, like, saying that, um, you know, you know, we're sorry, it's it's all my fault. Like, it, it's uh, like from the owner. It, it's just weird what's going on there. The franchise seems to just be in shambles there. So um, I don't know how much you know about it, Mac. Obviously, I know you're not a huge, huge yeah. baseball guy, but I don't know if you have any thoughts uh, on Nolan Arano going to the Cardinals and just in general about, you know, how that team looks now in the, the poverty NL Central, that division spent no money. Yep, once again, I feel bad for doing this, but – yeah, if I'm being honest, you hit. You, I don't have. I think you got to take the lead on this one. <laughs> See, I got to yeah, do my research um, first, and then I could come on here. Yeah. But don't worry, I, guys, I totally two months, I'm gonna be set. I, to- I totally forgot to, that we hadn't talked about that yet. So that's my bad for not mentioning it before. But yeah, Nolan Arenado going to the Cardinals. Uh, they're the top team in that division now. They've already got Paul Goldschmidt, a really underrated guy, and Paul DeYoung in that lineup. Um, I feel like I'm definitely missing someone. But Arenado's huge. He's gonna be the in the middle of that lineup for sure. They do lose Colton Wong at second base, which is, you know, a decent addition to the Brewers. But looking at that division, I mean, the Reds now are not very good. They lost Bauer. Um, they they might trade Suarez and Gray. Uh, I would love a package of those two guys for the Mets. That fits our two big needs right there. Um, the Pirates suck. They're going to be the worst team in baseball. Cubs are, are trying to trade guys. Bryant maybe might end up with the Mets, but you see them trading Darvish. Um, you know, they did sign Jock Peterson, but he's, you know, all right at this point in his career. Um, Baez is a disaster now. So the Cubs are fading. Um, the Brewers are, you know, they have decent pitching, decent, pretty good bullpen. I mean, they got Hader and Devin Williams out there, but the lineup is still kind of a question mark. It just seems like they're just a, a middle average team. And then uh, you got the Cardinals now who, you know, seem to be the team that to be in that division. They got good pitching. They got Jack Flaherty, Miles uh, Migalos heading that rotation. So, it should be interesting to see. They've got some good uh, good relievers out there, too. With, uh, I believe Alex Rice will be returning this year. He throws a hard, hard fastball to hit. Um, or, no, it's I think it's Jordan Hicks or something like that. Yeah. And they've got a bunch of hard throwers out there is the point. So, um, you know, NL Central is, you know, poverty division. They're not spending much money. But good move by the Cardinals. They went out and got their, uh, their a superstar for, for basically nothing. Kind of reminded me of the uh, – Giancarlo Stanton trade between the Marlins and the Yankees, just, you know, uh, an outrageous contract that, you know, these small market teams just can't seem to afford anymore. So sucks to see for the Rockies, but uh, I don't believe we have any Rockies fans who are watching this or Cardinals fans, maybe even so who knows, but 
that will cover it for the main headlines in baseball. We will uh, spring training starting in two weeks. So we are definitely going to start um, covering that. Maybe even have um, definitely some guys in baseball on, if not broadcasters, but also players. We want to get a lot of players on. Uh, we're going to do our best to start talking and reaching out to guys. We've, we've been a little lazy during the NFL season. We've loved what we've been doing. But now that the NFL season coming to an end, expect a lot more guests. Stuff on the second channel for sure. We'll keep up with that. OT Eclipse. Um, you know, not too much news this week, so we haven't been busy there. But when the NFL offseason kicks off, you will see a lot of the news there. But that will, I guess, take us to the Super Bowl, the big, big game. Um, you know, I'll share my screen just so we have a visual up. Chiefs Bucks. Uh, you know, we're finally here. It's Super Bowl uh, Sunday when you're watching this. Um, I mean, we'll give our predictions in a moment, Mac, but you know, what are your keys to the game? For both teams here, what does each team have to do to win? And uh, what are you expecting to see happen in, in Sunday's game? Yeah, this is going to be a great game, and it's going to be high scoring. But I know everyone, they're kind of locked onto the Chiefs, and I know I've been locked onto the Chiefs, and we're still probably going to both pick them or lean towards them for most of this. But the Chiefs, a lot of COVID problems the past few weeks and a lot of offensive line problems. You're seeing Eric Fisher He's out. You've seen Willie Gann, the linebacker, the linebacker, the rookie linebacker. He's out. Demarcus Robinson was just activated off of COVID uh, reserve. So I think the Chiefs offensive line right now may be in shambles, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to need to take advantage of that. You have players like Shaq Barrett. Now you have Vita Vea, the run stopper. He could also get pressure on Patrick Mahomes. You just got to make Patrick Mahomes uncomfortable in the pocket. But with when that being said, He's great at making plays outside the pocket, and this can be the key for both teams. You got to get pressure on the quarterback. Patrick Mahomes needs to be pressured, and that has to get forced to go outside the pocket. And same thing for Tom Brady. He can't be, you have to force him to take these long throws. You have to force him to go against your rookie, Legereus Sneed, and throw it deep on Tyron Matthew. Pressure is key for both teams in this game. And I think whoever gets more pressure uh, on the other team is going to be the team that wins this. And uh, yeah, that's really my main key to the game for now. I think on the on the Chiefs side of the ball, it's just do what you did uh, when they played earlier. Just be dominant in the passing game. Um, you know, if you can if you can do that, you're going to be in a good spot to win this football game. Uh, it's hard to keep up with that offense, but you got to remember the Buccaneers' defense is a very good defense. The, this Buccaneers' defense has made Aaron Rodgers, you know, look uncomfortable two times. Obviously, Pat Mahomes was not uncomfortable, nor was Tyree killing their matchup earlier in the season, but. They're going to have their adjustments. They're not going to let that happen again. You're not going to see Tyree kill go for 300 yards again. This, you know, Todd Bowles is running a good defense. That's not going to happen. But in terms of what the Buccaneers have to do to win this game, you know, I think you might have touched on it. I honestly zoned out for a quick second. I'm not going to lie. But um, just running the football could be the difference maker here. Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette, you got a great back duo there. If you can start pounding the run, chewing clock, and that's the key. Keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands and do not – and you got to win the turnover battle. That's another key here. You cannot – if you turn over the ball more than the Chiefs here, you're probably not going to win this football game. The Chiefs are not going to be like the Packers and miss mm -hmm. out on, on taking those opportunities. They are going to come back. If you punt them the ball, they're going to score. They can do it on a punt return with the guys like Brian Pringle, McCole Hardman. They can do it anywhere. I mean, hopefully McCole Hardman doesn't off the punt again. But, <laughs> um, but the Chiefs can, can attack. And – you got to win the turnover battle. You got to be able to run. You got to control the trenches. That's another thing. Put pressure on Mahomes, make him uncomfortable, but also give Tom Brady his time. Don't let guys like Chris Jones, Frank Clark get to the quarterback uh, and don't let those Steve Spagnuolo schemes uh, get to you. So we'll see what happens. 
Uh, and also, you know, on the Chiefs side, you're going to see some trickery in there somewhere. They're always going to do something in the big game. They're going to come out. The last year they did that little thing where they spun around, did the little move. They're <laughs> going to come out with something. We already know that. So just be ready. Don't get alarmed. And just play your defense. Play the best you can. Even playing good defense if you're Tampa Bay, stick to it. Keep blitzing with the linebackers. Keep putting pressure on the quarterback. But just make sure you got to guard Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill. Those are the two keys right there. But those are just some of the some of the keys right there for uh, – for both teams. Yep, I think you hit that uh, the nail on the head with that one. You went to the run game. I just briefly mentioned uh, the pass rush, and I think the Buccaneers, as you said, they will need to control the run game and control the clock because with Patrick Mahomes, he's kind of the new version of Tom Brady. He's the kid going against the GOATs, and he's trying to make a name for himself and become the future GOAT. So you can never count out Patrick Mahomes passing the ball. So you're going to have to run the ball and control the clock. And the Kansas City Chiefs defense, that's kind of been an area where they struggled. You have to exploit some of these areas uh, on their defense. They really don't have many star players outside their big three, Frank Clark, Chris Jones, Tyron Matthew. It's all just kind of a scheme thing. And now, uh, I mean, this is kind of sad news, but Britt Reed, uh, the coach, he will not be coaching this game. Uh, I don't know if many of you guys have heard it, but um, he got in a car accident, so he will not be making the trip down to Tampa Bay. But maybe you could exploit there. You're going to be dealing with a new coach there. And I think little things like that is what Tom Brady and Bruce Arians are going to have to take advantage of to win this game. So this game is going to have to be controlled and won in the trenches. And sadly for the Kansas City Chiefs, offensive line and COVID and their injuries, they're going to be struggling there this week. And uh, defensively, that's kind of been an area where they struggle against the run. Yeah. Um, you know, that loss of Eric Fisher is going to be strong this week. Let's just say, I mean, you're going to have guys like Jason Pierre-Paul on that right side. Um, and, you know, he's not someone to mess around with. Luckily, Shaq Barrett's not on that side. That would be ugly. But before we give our predictions for the game, I think we're going to go to do this, which is uh, what it was glitching for a second there. This NFL pick em party. Now, Mac brought my attention to this. I don't know if I can move the screen or the uh, the thing there, but. Basically, what we're going to do here is we're going to be playing now, and we're going to be picking uh, – we will do oh, yeah, fungi money for fun. <laughs> oh. news. We'll go to some weird numbers. We always do that. All right. All right. So, basically, uh, I think it's – you know, Mac, do you want to describe this? Because you know this better than me. Yep. I've been doing this for a few weeks now, and basically, they're the 15 questions, as you guys see there. Uh, you choose one of the options. There are two options, whatever you think will happen. But uh, more importantly, in order to win this, you have to go and arrange your confidence. It goes from 15 points to one point. Obviously, you want your highest confident picks to be at the 15 and uh, your lowest confidence picks to be at the one. And based on how many you get right, you'll get multipliers and things like that. So it's very, very important to get your most confident picks correct so you can get some of those larger multipliers. So that's where the real trouble, uh, the real thinking is going to come for this. Yeah, so we'll go through. We'll talk it out. Um, I don't – have you already done this for the uh, Super Bowl already, or have you not done yours yet? I believe that I looked at it. Maybe I've put in some random things just to make sure, but uh, I don't okay. think I really paid attention to it yet. All right, so we'll go through. Uh, we'll see what we're thinking. First question, will the jersey number of the player to score the first touchdown be more or less than 14.5? Um, all right, so we got to think who's – so Mike Evans is lower. Godwin. Um, Tyreek Hill is lower. Yep. Byron Pringle is lower. Robinson. Uh, yeah, Robinson. Marcus Robinson's lower. Sammy uh, Brady's lower, obviously. Sammy Watkins. 
What's Sammy Watkins' number? I think he's 14. 14. Jeez. So we need – but guys who could score, Gronk, Cameron Brait, Chris Godwin, right? Wait, what number – is Chris Godwin 14? Yeah, he's 14. Shoot. Oh, God. Um, So we got Gronk, Cameron Brait, A.B., Travis Kelsey, all the running backs. Okay. And and McCole Hardman. It's tough. Mm. I'm thinking, like, I feel Travis Kelsey, he'll be one guy that want to get hot out the gate. But I just feel trickery, as you said earlier on. That's going to be a key, and you're going to have to use guys like Demarcus Robinson and yeah. Tyler Hill. So, oof. This is a tough one. Like, this is, I'm not coming up to the bank. Jeez. Um, mm. I mean, if they run the – if it's a rushing – I feel like our best bet is to pick more because if either of these teams rush the football for a touchdown, it'll be good. Mm-hmm. And then if they throw to, like, a tight end, which there's good odds, or A.B. or McColl Hardman, I feel like there's yeah. more odds if we go more. So – I'm feeling more. I don't know what you're feeling, but I'm ready to put in more. Yep. I think we should go more. And especially, I mean, right. too, he may not have the best season, but, you know, Super Bowl is where he comes alive. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, which team will score last in the game? Well, this is, this is tough if we're going to pick who's going to. All right. So, default, we're going to actually pick our Super Bowl. <laughs> just because I feel like we're going to end up giving it away. So, Mac. We're going to go back to the predictions. Who do you got for this game, and why do you have them winning? Right now, you can't bet against the Chiefs. Look at their record, 16-2. and I mean, the past few years, they've been practically unstoppable, and I want to go with a more consistent overall team uh, rather than a team who's just done it this year. Although you do have Tom Brady there, of course, you never count them out. But as I said, getting pressure is going to be key. I think the Buccaneers are going to be able to get that natural pressure, but the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be able to get pressure from doing things like blitzing a safety, blitzing linebackers, and that's going to be real key. And that's going back to the point you said about trickery, but this is on the defense, stunts, blitzes. Uh, that's the key. I think that the Chiefs will win with pass rush. Uh, we'll have better pass rush than Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And overall, I think that secondary, the Kansas City Chiefs, may be able to stop uh, the receivers for the Buccaneers better than the Buccaneers will be able to stop the receivers for the Chiefs. And then tight ends. I mean, right now, it's obviously Kelsey is the better tight end, but Gronk always comes up big when needed. I mean, two years ago when he was playing the Super Bowl against the Rams, he wasn't doing anything. When, he had, when the time came for him to do something – that's exactly what he did. He came alive. He did something so you can never count him out. Uh, and offensively, as I said, and as you said, the Buccaneers. Well, I don't know what there, but... <laughs> All right. But okay. Back to this now. Buccaneers, they're going to have to control the clock. And I think if they do that, and I think they have a very good shot at doing that, considering the state of the Chiefs' uh, offensive line and defensive line. Uh, they'll be able to control the clock and even have a chance to win this game with Brady and running the ball. It, I mean, you can never count them out. So Chiefs overall, I think, are a better team right now, and I think they have more of the trickery weapons and speed to do it. Tampa Bay Buccaneers haven't seen anything like this all season except for that game against the Kansas City Chiefs, and we all know how that turned out. Tyree killed 300, 300 uh, receiving yards. But the Buccaneers, it did come back, but you're not going to be able to stop Kansas City Chiefs for all four quarters. I'm going to go Chiefs, too. Uh, like you said, it's hard to pick against them. Mahomes has lost one game this year. Um, you know, I think their defense is going to get it done. Their defense always seems to get it done. Um, 
you know, and their offense is just spectacular. And this game can – the Buccaneers by no means should be counted out because they have, A, Tom Brady, the GOAT on their yeah. team, and, B, a great defense that has been forcing a lot of turnovers in the playoffs. So if they can if they can force a ton of turnovers, this is going to be their game, and, and they might yeah. – they could honestly win by a, a fair margin. Um, but, the, you know, they got to do a lot to win for me towards where I – the Chiefs, I just feel like they have to play a good game where the Buccaneers, they've got to control the run. They've got to win in the trenches. They've got to control the turnover battle. So I feel like there's too many obstacles here for the Bucs. Um, so I feel more confident about the Chiefs. Obviously, any team in the Super Bowl is going to be able to win. Um, but the Chiefs have been dominant all year. Um, you know, sometimes you just don't even feel like they're trying. But, you know, we saw last, you know, two weeks ago against the Bills, they beat them by like 21. And people were saying the Bills had a legit shot to beat the Chiefs. I mean, mm-hmm. you just see that no team is really on this team's level. And the Bucs and this team already played. So, you know, it was in Tampa Bay, too. So similar setting, similar game. But. You can't count out Tom Brady, which is why this is by no means Ugh, yawning there, but it's by no means a lock. I think it'll be a, a, a Chiefs win by seven or ten would be my prediction. Yep, great points All right. there. And, I, and quickly going back, I didn't even mention the yeah. turnover. Buccaneers last week, they had three turnovers with Tom Brady, three interceptions, and they still came played great. They still came out put up over 30 points against the the Packers. And we know they haven't had the greatest defense, especially run the ball, but pass the ball, they are no joke. They got the turnovers and Tom Brady, he still did his thing and found a way to win it. So a uh, great point you made there by saying you can never count out Tom Brady. Yep, exactly. But there is a difference. I don't think those three picks are going to fly against the Chiefs this week, but back to the picking party. So those are our picks right there for the Super Bowl. Um, so that will do it for that. But who will score last in the game? Um, I want to say the Bucks will. Yeah. I feel like they'll, if they're down, they'll end up scoring last. But that's what I would say here. That's exactly what, what I was thinking, too. I think Chiefs, they may have to lead the majority of the game. Buccaneers, I think they're going to be trying to come back and they'll get uh, a late uh, late score. Yes, yeah, so we'll go Bucks there. Will Kansas City win by more than 4.5 points? I will say, oh, so if, okay. Yeah, I, I would say yes. Um, yeah, I'd probably. I don't agree. think they win on a field goal here. Yeah, but oh, but this is also saying um, if so, if the Buccaneers won, then mm-hmm. then uh, that one, uh, then you would lose too. I mean, I we both picked the Chiefs. I mean, we kind of got to yeah. take that one. I feel yeah. like. Will Pat Mahomes be named the Super Bowl MVP? Hmm. Do we? Oh, this is a tough one. I mean, to me, it's between Kelsey or, or, or Mahomes. Yeah. But oh, that's tough. I mean, if we say no, right? And the Bucks, I mean, I guess we have to get everything right to win. So, yeah. Um, hmm. I mean, if the Chiefs win, it means Mahomes played great. Yeah. So. I feel like they would – I mean, if they gave it to him last year, I feel like he'd probably end up getting it. Yeah. Unless someone makes some crazy play, like a Malcolm Butler type thing. But even then, I think Brady won the Super Bowl MVP. So. Yeah. Yep. Um, say yes, I, I think guess. we – yeah, I'd say yes, I think. Well, Tyree Kill have the longest offensive play from scrimmage in the game. I mean, it's him or Hardman. I don't think 
I don't think so. I think it'll be one of the other guys or on the Bucks side too. Mm-hmm. I think this is a trap. Yeah. I feel like this is, you know, I, I, I would lean no here. I don't know about you, but I feel like there's a lot of other speedy guys. I feel like we could see like a Byron Pringle, like 80 yard touchdown or something weird or AB or something. I mean, I don't know, but yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I think we should. I mean, we keep mentioning the trickery. They're not going to keep on using Tyree Kill if they want a big play to come about. Yeah, I think Byron Pringle, Nicole Harmon, some of those other guys are definitely getting opportunities. So I'd say we go no. Well, the first play from scrimmage gained more than less than five. Hours. This, this is crazy. One, this one's always the hard one. I always get I, I always get this one wrong, no matter which. All I'm. right. So first play of the game, if it's okay. So I mean, Buccaneers if it's, against Buccaneers would run the ball, I and think I think they have time. a chance to get four and a half with the defense of the Chiefs. I would feel confident if the Buccaneers had the ball first, get four and a half for the Chiefs. Though, if they run the ball, I don't see a shot. I feel like I, I want to lean less. I don't know. I, like, this is a tough – these are tough, man. Sheesh. Whoever wins this is crazy. Four and a half. And it keeps dropping every week, too. It was six and a half, then five and a half, and now it's four really? and a half. Yeah. <sighs> this is a tough one. I mean, the Chiefs did fail me the other week. They did fail me. <laughs> I want to lean less, but I I feel like I don't think either of these teams are just going to get – Bucks rushing D is good. Chiefs, I feel like they could maybe, like, stop him for three yards. Or there's an incompletion. I feel like the Bucks would likely probably get an incompletion first play. Chiefs passing would be probably the killer, but I don't know. I would, I'm leaning less, but I don't know what you're thinking. Tough, but you know, let's just let's just stick with less. I, I don't want to contradict anything here for this one. Well, Gar- Gron- oh yeah, yeah. he will catch a pass it's in the first. Oh, Brady Gronk Super Bowl, no doubt. Yeah. Well, Chris Godwin or Mike Evans catch a pass of more than ten yards first. This one got me too the other week. It was the same thing. I put Godwin, but thank God I had this as my least confident one. I mean, Evans. Versus Sneed, Godwin versus Breland. I feel like they'll try and hit a deep ball first. I kind of want to go Evans, but I don't know. Evans may be a safer pick, too. Yeah. I think we'll go Evans. We can always come back and change it, but let's yep. go Evans. When Travis Kelsey gained 117 or more yards receiving and break Gronk's oh, didn't mean to do <laughs> record in a Super Bowl. Mm, I don't think so. That's a lot. I don't that's yeah. 54 Super Bowl success. person's got 117. I don't know <laughs> if we can switch that now. Yeah. Will there be a successful two-point conversion? That's easier to say no than anything. Yeah. Tom Brady's averaged 28 completions, 315 yards, and two total TDs in his nine Super Bowls. Will he at least achieve two of these three stat categories? I'd say yes. I think he'll, I think he'll get two TDs, and I, I don't think he'll get completions, though. I think he'll get I one. actually don't know. I think he'll I get one. 
two touchdowns no matter what, and I think he'll get one of the 28 completions or 315. I don't think he'll get one of them, but – I mean, we saw what was the other week against the Saints, though? Didn't he drop a terrible, like, a like 180 and like how many completions? Let's see what Tom's averaging for completions. I believe he had like eight, eight games this season of over 300 yards. So, I, yeah, I mean, he's likely to, but or we should go back and check so, his game versus the last uh, week was two, 280, 199, 281. Falcons. The, Okay. 399. 348. Yeah, let's check this Chiefs game. 20. Yeah, I, we got to bet the over on that. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be a yes. What did Kelsey get receiving yards this game? I think 80 something. He got 82. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's not going to get 117. Will there be a score after the two minute warning of the first half? Yes, yeah. I would say so. At least the field. These goal. are high scoring. Will there be more or less than 28.5 points scored in the first half? 14, so you got to go 17 to 14 is probably what you're looking at, at least, to get that. I would say less. I don't know. That's a tough one. It is. I mean, less does seem safer, but I don't know why when I think. Last time in this game, it was 27. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Bucks put up 21 against the Packers. And then the Chiefs obviously put up 21 against the Bills. So it may be that's an, 42. It may be an over, for, honestly. I mean, these two teams, I think, yeah. I'd say, yeah, let's go more. Uh, I feel like it might be under, but screw it. We'll go more. Will Pat Mahomes or Tom Brady throw two TDs first? Mahomes. I think it'll be Mahomes because Brady. There's a more chance that Rojo or Fournette gets a touchdown yeah. than like Clyde. Yep. That's a. Will the largest lead in the game be more or less oh. than thirteen and a half points? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! What have we done here? Less. Okay. That's got to be less. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a two-touchdown lead, I could see it. if like, I honestly think it might be more because, think about it, I feel like the Chiefs could be up like seven at the half, they get the ball back, and then they're up seven again. That is, yeah. But, I mean, I guess it's more likely to be less. But I feel like also, like, what if one team just comes out, scores a touchdown, then they punt, and then it's yeah. another touchdown. Like, it's, yeah, even if it's some, as simple as that. I'm going to go more – here pat mahomes passer rating okay i need to do some we need to do research on this it's got to be at least like 103 at least pat mahomes stats they have each game yeah rating 12390 what was his rating against tampa 124.7 so you know he's not going to drop like a 144 i don't think he'll drop like 133 I think it'll be like a one. I'm liking like a one seventeen or something like that. One seventeen or like a one one nineteen, something like that. Yeah. Six. I don't know why I'm thinking. It may even be close to one ten. I'm thinking. Yeah. You want to go like one fourteen? Yeah, let's do that. All right. One fourteen. Oh wait, this is weird. Wait, what the? 
Is there like point three? Yeah, we should probably put like a point. Like we'll put point what five. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, that looks good. All right. So we submit the tiebreaker. Oh, our picks just go in. Yeah. Don't we have to edit just... them? Yeah, you could. Should we go back? Oh no, uh, you could do it at. Uh, you could do it after. I should say that. My bad. Okay, okay, okay. Customize. Okay, right. Yep. Okay. Okay. Well, now this so is what do we stop. want? Yeah. All right. This is interesting. All right. So, I mean, if anyone's listening on audio, I, I apologize. It's probably going to be a, a tough one for you <laughs> to understand. Yeah. But, um, all right. So, most confident to least confident. What are we most confident in? I think. I don't know why. I'm thinking, thinking of Brady. This one? I'm thinking that could be up there. Yeah, so let's put it up there. Um, the jersey number is going to be low. Um, I mean, the Tom Brady or Pat Mahomes one. Two-point conversion I kind of like up there too. Yeah. Maybe in the middle, like a 10. Um, this is tough. You got the two touchdowns first maybe? Yeah. Jersey number needs to go down. Score after the two minute, I feel like I'm actually pretty confident. Yeah. Um, will Kansas City win by more than four and a half points? Mm. Gronk catching a pass. Do we feel confident? That's like in the middle. Yeah. Um, God, I feel like Kelsey, I'm feeling pretty good on. Yeah, same. I mean, no doubt. More or less. Um, Honestly, I'm, I might put jersey number least. Mm-hmm. Or what do we think? Maybe the scrimmage yards? Yeah. Yeah. And then jersey number. And then largest lead. And then not Godwin Evans. Maybe Kansas City. We're, we're going to edit this. Tyree Kill. I mean, I feel pretty good about that. Pat Mahomes, Super Bowl MVP, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like right there. Godwin Gronk up there i think from 15 to 9 i think that's pretty good that's pretty solid completions touchdown score after the two minute team will score last bucks yeah i think the successful two win i think they'll they'll either win it with the last drive or they'll try and come back and score on the last drive will there be a successful well if the bucks win we're screwed so (laughs) (laughs) will there be a successful two point no kelsey no gronk catching a pass yes Tyreek Hill having the longest play, no. Gronk or Evans or Godwin, Pat Mahomes, Super Bowl MVP. I don't hate the order right now, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. All right, should we submit that in? I think I like it. We can always All right. Out. Yeah, we can always figure it out later. All right, so that is going to do it for that. Um, but before we end today's episode – Big trade talks in the NFL. So that's going to do it for the Super Bowl uh, coverage. Um, so if you that's what you came for, thanks for watching. But um, we're going to talk some Carson Wentz, and there might be some other guys. I don't, I don't know if you have any guys, but I, I couldn't think of any while thinking about it. But uh, Carson Wentz, it really looks like he's going to be traded in, uh, you know, in the next week or so, uh, is what all the reporters are saying. 
it seems like the Colts are probably the team that is going to end up getting him. It seems like the most ideal spot, but I don't know if yeah. you have any thoughts on, on some potential other options that you could see uh, working for Carson Wentz or that you like for Carson Wentz, um, or if you think the Colts are just the perfect fit in the team that, that should really make a move on him. So what are you thinking on in terms of this? As you said, Colts, obviously, great team, perfect fit. That's really who developed um, – Frank Reich, that is. He was the one who developed Carson Wentz uh, when he was having his great seasons. He was the offensive coordinator there, of course. And then he went, now the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. So, obviously, that's a great national fit. And I think if there's anyone in the league that will be able to bring uh, Carson back to his potential MVP form, I think it will be Frank Reich. But – it's really all depending on the Eagles. Now, I don't think they're really caring about Carson Wentz, where he'll fit or where he will want to go. They want they want the most trade value for him, especially considering they don't want to trade him. But the Colts, of course, they're going to be uh, deep cont- deep contenders for that. They have a late first-round pick that they could offer, as um, that's exactly what the, uh, the Eagles want. But then there's also teams like the Chicago Bears, and that's a team who I'm also looking at who also expressed great interest into Wentz. And they also do have a late first round pick as well. Actually, am I messing that up? No, no, they do have, I think it's like 20 or something like that. Uh, so, the Colts? Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, the Bears. Oh, the Bears? Um, yeah, yeah like probably. Something. I think, uh, they might not have their pick. I feel like in Madden, they don't have their pick. Let me look it up real quick. All right. But either way, um, I think, yeah. Either way, I, I got think you. The, you can keep talking. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I think the Bears they would have the higher they would have the higher pick. Um. Either way, so Bears they got to make a move for Wentz. If you want your team to get back to a great level, Mitch Trubisky, Nick Foles are not going to do it. And I don't know how you're going to be trusting any quarterbacks there uh, late in the first round if you do your if you do have your pick there. So it's always better to go with a reliable player. Although Carson Wentz, he has not been great. Uh, of course, this past year got bench bench for Hurts, but he has that potential, and you would be bringing him into a group bringing him into a great receiver room. That is, if you keep Allen Robinson, you're obviously going to have Darnell Mooney. You're going to have a good offensive line. You're going to have a good running back. And I think the situation overall would be better for Wentz there. But if you want to bring the most of his talent and uh, try to return to his MVP form, I think the Colts will be the right fit for him. Yeah, so I checked the Bears are, are picking 20th, like you said, so you're mm-hmm. correct on that. Um, yeah, I think the Colts just make too much sense. Like you said, that connection with Frank Reich uh, just seems to be kind of the perfect option for him um, as well as, you know, they're in need of a quarterback, obviously Philip Rivers retired, um, you know, fits their scheme of, of the type of quarterback that they're oh, um, the type of quarterback that they're looking for. You know, they're not really a, a team with a scrambler type quarterback. They're more with a guy who's, who's in the pocket doing his thing there. So once looks to fit and this team's not afraid to trade first round picks, obviously I saw that last year with, DeForest Buckner, which was a fantastic trade for them. They're not regretting that. So, you know, the Colts are in a really good spot. They're in terms of, you know, line, uh, offensive and defensive, they have fantastic, fantastic young players. They do so good in the draft each year. Uh, I mean, they drafted Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman. Those guys are, are mm-hmm. well on their way to stardom potentially. Um, so, you know, if the Colts do trade them, I think that wide receiver room could still use a little work this offseason. That's another spot where I'm not sold on for the Colts. But otherwise, Team's pretty good. I mean, maybe cornerback too, but they've got some good guys. So Colts are in a really good spot. Um, and I think the one trade is, is the right move, although there are some question marks. Um, and in terms of other trades for him, I mean, it's hard for me to see another team taking the exact chance on him and giving up a first for Carson Wentz. Um, like I wouldn't see the Niners considering Wentz over Jimmy G. That just doesn't make any sense. 
Um, like teams like that that are looking for quarterbacks. I mean, they're not going to trade for like the Texans. Like that's not going to happen. The Jets aren't going to be interested. Um, you know, I honestly don't think there's too many options for Carson Wentz for, for what the, the Eagles are seeking. Um, I mean, the Bears, like you said, are kind of a good team, but I just don't think that's mm. – I just don't think that's the right fit personally. I don't think Carson would do too well there um, in that system. So I think the Colts are kind of the perfect fit. Uh, it just seemed like that way from all along. Um, and it's weird thinking of him on another team. It really is. You know, he, he yeah. really seemed like that face of the franchise for a while, and to see them – so quickly move on is it's really crazy to me, but um, clearly a new era in Philadelphia, clearly the Jalen hurts era. Uh, they must've liked the sample size they saw. It wasn't too much, but um, I guess they're willing to risk it all, which is bold, but the dead salary cap will also hurt them. So we'll see what happens here. Obviously I'm kind of just rambling at this point, but um, <laughs> Carson Wentz, um, you know, it's looking like he's going to be a Colt, but we'll see what happens. You never know. It's the NFL, this, this industry, it's, this league is wild. Um, so that's what I got on that. I don't know if there's any other guys you want to talk about in terms of trading um, that are on the market. I mean, we touched on Watson last week, so I don't know if we have to go into him. But any other guys you're, you're thinking of yeah, right now? Other guys that I'm thinking of, I mean, it doesn't seem like there are too many. I mean, a lot of quarterbacks will be on the move, of course, but it doesn't seem like yeah. it will be through trade right now, and that will be something we'll get to definitely. Uh, as free agency starts to kick in, I mean, Dak Prescott was a guy I was looking at for a trade, of course, but that would potentially would have been with the Lions as they were kicking the tires, Matt Stafford. But of course, that is now. You were really worried about those tires. I, was, kicking them. I was like, straight Dak, I may be done. I may just be done. But uh, yeah, and then going back to that Carson Wentz trade real quick too. Also, uh, before the season, really his main knock and kind of only knock to all the Wentz lovers was. His injuries. You're going, and if he does end up on the Colts, now not only are you going to a great team with a uh, with a coach who knows everything about you and fits, and you fit in their system perfectly, you're going to a team with, as you said, a great offensive line, and obviously will protect them from injuries. So if I'm Carson Wentz, not only am I not am I only looking at a team that'll help me get to where I want to be as a player, but the Colts will be a perfect fit fit to uh, help him get to where he wants to be health wise. Yeah, um, I, I like that point you bring up there because um, it reminded me, you know, if you look at his time when, when the Eagles O-line was was at their peak with, you know, Jason Kelsey, Brandon Brooks, Lane Johnson, Jason Peters, all those guys healthy and, and, and playing good. He was great. I mean, he, he seems to be one of those guys that does need some some um, time in the pocket, like, like a Baker Mayfield per se. Um, but, you know, the Colts are going to give him that chance. And this year he didn't have that, and we saw him struggle. So, um, you know, that's another reason that I don't think teams with bad offensive lines are going to be looking at this guy and, and are going to be thinking that this guy could change their franchise because I just don't see that. So we'll see what happens there. Um, but a really good point that you brought up there. Yep, yep. And with that, I mean, that's is that all you got? Yeah, that's all I got. All, all right. Got. All right, well, with that, I guess we'll wrap things up here on Outside the Arena. As always, we thank you all for watching. Make sure to follow our social medias. Our Instagrams are mac.rommel. Griffin's Instagram is? Uh, Griffin Senek. And our podcast Instagram is Outside the Arena Podcast. Uh, make sure to go follow us there. Hit us up there. Anything you guys want to know, reach out to us. Feel free. Uh, do anything. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and also – 
go over to OTA clips and with uh, NFL free agency and uh, really MLB free agency still kind of in play a little bit. We're going to be posting a lot of their shorter clips, uh, more things that won't be as time consuming for you guys. So quick little videos over there just to enjoy your time, uh, more kind of a breaking news style. So make sure to go subscribe and like our videos over there. We hope you all have we hope you stay safe and enjoy your Super Bowl Sunday.